This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So we are expecting another week of crazy weather, this time freezing rain, uh, potential for ice pellets, snow, and of course, just plain rain as the temperatures slowly warm up. And I don't, warm is actually not the right word. It just means it's going to go up by a, a few degrees, really. While it might be nice to have a few cold days, though, so people can skate and experience some winter here, there's also so many questions. Like, why is this happening if we're supposed to be in an El Nino year? It was supposed to be a very mild winter, and here we have these record-breaking cold temperatures. And why is this happening if things are actually getting, you know, warmer according to recorded temperatures? Well, we thought let's talk a little bit about that. Joining us now is Dr. Brenda Eckwurzel, who's a senior climate scientist and director of climate science for the Climate and Energy Program at the Union of Concerned Scientists. Dr. Eckwurzel, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You must be getting a lot of questions about this right now, about how can we have these record-breaking cold temperatures when we're supposed to be in a warming trend? It really is counterintuitive, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> we did have the record-breaking year, as you noted, and but that does not mean that we don't have winter in different places and times of the year. But what you are experiencing is something that is also linked to a climate change event. Um, it's been happening since the 1990s that the Arctic region is warming several times faster than the global average. We call it Arctic amplification. And that creates changes that basically allow the refrigerator door of the Arctic to spill out and go much lower latitudes in the northern hemisphere than it typically did in the past. So is this part of the kind of extreme weather that we hear about? Yes, it's I could connect some dots for you, but essentially what we've seen in this Arctic amplification is that we have less sea ice, floating ice in the Arctic Ocean, and more moisture is available to drop snow in the Eurasian sector of the Arctic. And what this does is because when you go into the winter months, the Arctic's warmer than it was in the past. And this destabilizes and weakens um, this ring that would keep the cold air up in the Arctic. And it weakens and it spills out and it actually affects the jet stream. And the pattern of that jet stream can be wavier and allow cold air to come deep into the United States, say, and parts of southern Canada uh, and other parts of, you know, Eurasia as well in the northern hemisphere. And that means that you could freeze uh, fruit crops that typically expect to be warm in past decades, but because of climate change, they're now having freeze warnings. So we have very big extremes. Plus, at the same time, you can have parts of the Arctic way warmer than in the past because not only is colder, there's these big upswings of the jet stream. So you got to pay attention to your weather forecaster and the positions of those jet streams. Well, that's what I was wondering is if, if we see, can we see that happening? I mean, I know we had some notice on this, you know, we got a heads up that, oh, this is happening next week, but is there any more notice that can be given? Can we see this happening? 
Yes, and there are scientists that are actively informing all the weather forecasts that you have. There are many people that specialize in this and are looking at the October snow cover in the Eurasian sector of uh, you know the northern parts of Europe and, and Russia. Um, and that uh, starts setting us up for letting us know what the season is going to be like. But you have to pay attention every two weeks, these outlooks, uh, how they change and, and the pattern of the jet stream is something that we're getting better at warning people about and giving earlier uh, planning. But the problem is people are very used to warmer, because of climate change, warmer winters. When you don't have this cold snap, it can, it can uh, be something that people get their old patterns of having to right. deal with such extreme snow can make people more vulnerable and, and it's actually can be more dangerous. These it, are very, very cold temperatures and life threatening. Oh boy. They sure are. It feels a bit like whiplash, I think for people, right? Like just two weeks ago we were talking about, Oh, we see the spring bulbs coming up and Oh, places like, you know, Minnesota are not having the same temperatures. And then this hits there. It's hard to adjust when it happens like that. You really hit the, you hit, the, the core of the heart of climate change is that the extremes are getting more extreme and they're more frequent. So it is a bit of back and forth and it's hard for us to adjust. Uh, however, if we figure out how to keep each other safe and keep each other warned with all the satellite information, shows like you're having here and telling people this is really real and pay attention because it's not your grandparents' storm. It certainly is not. Not with these records that we've broken here. Thank you so much for your time on that this morning. Okay, thank you. That's Dr. Brenda Eckerzel, who's a senior climate scientist and director of uh, climate science for the Climate Energy Program at the Union of Concerned Scientists, talking about these storms, these these kind of wild swings that we've been having in in, in temperature there. And certainly, I mean, we're talking record-breaking temperatures here, cold as we have ever been able to see it here. I talked about how in, in some communities on January the 13th, like it was Salmon Arm, I think, Revelstoke, um, in Cranbrook, they had the coldest temperatures that they had seen in more than 100 years. They broke a record that had stood since 1911. And those are some very, very cold temperatures.